Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds Podcast. Because it's just Spark and I this week. How's it going, Spark? I'm all right. I went to bed at uh, around 5 a.m. So, oh <laughs> and it is now nine. So, <laughs> but we're 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 awake. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. I went to out for drinks last night, and uh, I had a fair amount of drinks, and it was a good time. Everyone was having a good time, and we had a potluck, charity potluck. So that was good. And uh, after many drinks, I went home and just was like laughing at Facebook or Instagram reels for like a good solid hour before I went to bed. So, yeah, I think sometimes now, like just looking at Instagram reels, is just like the new way to just get like some quick little fix of comedy. It's just like quick little little laughs and then you're on with your day. Uh, very addicted, addicted to watching those, even if they're incredibly stupid sometimes but yeah um TikTok. tiktok yeah that's good for that too yeah um yeah uh just the two of us this week there's still a decent amount of news and rumors and stuff and then we got a couple movies to review uh yeah we'll just dive right in uh angela bassett lands the first ever Best Supporting Actress nomination for Marvel for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So, obviously the full uh, Oscar nominations came out. You can probably check those out online. There's there's a lot of different categories and stuff, but at least in in the lane we keep in, yeah. Uh, Angela Bassett getting an Oscar nomination for Black Panther. Whether she'll win it or not is the question, but I still think it's pretty cool that someone from a Marvel movie at least gets nominated. I mean, she deserved, I mean, yeah, she deserved it. If you guys remember, um, when we talked about that movie, I, I believe I said that I, I thought she might be nominated. If I, if I didn't say it, then I certainly thought it. Um, but I definitely said that she carried the movie, um, mm. which I still agree with myself. <laughs> she was easily the best part. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, I, you know, if, if you're a younger Marvel fan, then you don't really know what she's about, but, um, the role that she was given kind of brief, like mistreated, but still I rise powerful. Like that's, 
that is her wheelhouse. That is a fastball down the middle for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, good. Yeah, she's going up against Hong Chao from The Whale, Carrie Condon from The Badges of Insurance. And then both Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Stephanie Hsu from Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she's got a pretty good shot at it. If not, it's probably going to go to Jamie Lee Curtis because I think she's already won some awards for their, for that role. Which, Everything Everywhere All at Once is also a great movie. So, wouldn't complain about that either. But, yeah. Still nice to see Marvel get some love. I... I was like, I don't know if Marvel's really got any movies that would probably be even close to Oscar-worthy this last year. It was kind of a dud year for Marvel, except for, I would argue, Black Panther. Thor Love and Thunder really missed the mark for me, and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness just was baffling to me on a lot of creative choice levels. So, yeah, at least Black Panther was able to, to get something out of it, so... Yeah, I would, uh, I mean, agree. It's not, there aren't a lot of performances throughout the Marvel universe of of any year that I think acting-wise would would probably merit that. But uh, there there have been some, and, uh, you know, good good for them. But uh, I think everything, everywhere all at once is about to really sweep a lot Mm. of things. Um, So, you know, it's, it's kind of, the wrong year like i I think that movie isn't just like the best movie this year it's like it's 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 going to be a best movie this decade contender so some sometimes just put up 50 when someone else puts up 60 yeah well it's like i saw that movie very early in the year it came out like january or february or something uh last year and I saw it and I was like, I really like this movie, but I'm like, I don't know. This seems like a bit of a weird movie, like someone's got sausage fingers and there's fanny packs being used as weapons. I'm like, this is a bit of a weird movie, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, I find it so weird to see the Oscars embracing a movie that's as weird as that. I mean, it's got great performances, great cinematography, you know, like everything is so great about it, but it's just such a weird movie. It's so weird to see the oscars just embrace it when i'm like that's not not usually your guys's cup of tea but hey maybe a sign that the oscars are changing who knows uh tony mcguire wants to return to spider-man yet again he came back in no way home and now he wants to play spider-man again he said well if they call me and ask me to be Spider-Man again, I would do it in a heartbeat. So, I'm guessing the big Marvel, uh, Marvel paycheck also did not hurt either. So, but, yeah. Oh, would you want to see some more Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when we talked about the that, we, we kind of mentioned that a Spider-Man 4 would like, you know, with him and kind of showing what what, what happened with MJ and I don't know. We, yes. I, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, I, cause I don't think Sony is allowed to do that. I don't know the rules specifically, but I believe they're not allowed to do Spider-Man movies with Spider-Man. But I don't know. If old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
months, uh, you know, whatever. I if 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 we could share Spider-Man rights, that would be spectacular. Hmm. I I do think there's a good chance he'll show up in Secret Wars. The the ne- well, I don't think the next Avengers movie because there's Kang Dynasty next, but I. Like Secret Wars is this big multiverse event, so something tells me you know. Obviously, we have our uh, when you had Endgame, you had everyone coming out of the portals. Like I could see them doing something similar, where like all these characters from the Marvel extended universe all come through some portal or something, or at least whoever you can get. Like I don't know, maybe you have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, and you can have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming through too. Like. I think that's probably the next time we'll see them, if I had to guess. But, I mean, yeah. Spider-Man 4 would also be great, too. I would love to see that. But, I think very safely, yeah. Well, you know, having a big movie where you have, like, three Spider-Man and Wolverine and all that from another universe, like, I feel like that would be enough to get people excited, too. So, Oh, big facts. Um, cool. Fantastic Four, that movie is still chugging along. We still don't know too much, but, uh, the main villain is rumored to be Galactus. So, going, going big or going home. Uh, and Adam Driver is in the running for Reed Richards, although Ryan Gosling apparently is as well, which is funny because I don't really think any of them, (laughs) either of them are very similar to each other, but... Well, also, that's... Ryan Gosling would be a bad... Like, that's bad casting. Um, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> he, uh, he would have been a good Adam Warlock. Uh, he would have been good there. He kind of looks like him. Um, but... Anyway, whatever. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the Fantastic Four at, at this point. But in having Galactus this early... Like, he's... Galactus is like a big bad, like like he's like a Thanos. Well, he's bigger than Thanos, but I'm saying like that is the, he should be like the next like series bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm confused by that. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, there was there was a rumor that like uh, at the end of Shang Chi. There was in the post credit scenes. They were saying how like the bands that he had were communicating with like something in space, and I think there was like a lot of people who were saying that it was actually Galactus that it, it was communicating with. So I think they've been kind of setting this up for a while. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It seems like Marvel's playing a little faster and looser with introducing the big bads. Like you know, obviously we have. Um, Kang coming up here, and then, yeah, I mean, if they introduce uh, Galactus, I don't know how they're going to work that in. Like, maybe you have Galactus show up, and then you shelve him for a little bit, and then he comes back after Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars and starts to wreak havoc, so I don't know. I, I'm very curious why Marvel is so keen to introduce these people all at the same time, where I'm like, you can only balance so much, but we'll see. I would say that I have faith in Marvel, but this last year 
Raiders can maybe not instill me with the most confidence that they know what they're doing over there, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I agree with you. I would I would be fine with he's here, but then is gone. And, like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would that would be fine. But otherwise, I, I do think we could end up with a Spider-Man 3 situation. You know, too many, too many villains, not enough time. Yeah. Like, I think it would be fine if he, like, came in and they kind of thwarted him. And then he just goes off in the space. And then you're like, okay, he's in the universe. He's out there. Like, I always think of, like, Thanos, too. And it just seemed like Thanos was just existing in the Marvel Universe for so long until he actually... <clears throat> started to be more active but like yeah i i guess that's how i'm i'm assuming they're gonna treat galactus where it's like yeah he's there but he's not quite gonna be the threat that he could be yet but we'll see um thunderbolts the upcoming movie is being described as a black what black widow sorry sequel by marvel studios director of visual development which I thought was very interesting because it's like, well, I guess, it, yeah, I can yeah. see it being a Black I mean, Widow sequel. Master. Yeah. 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 Like, like, she's dead, but, you know, and then, what's her name? Um, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus, I, I don't remember her character, but both of them were in it, and both of them are going to be in Thunderbolt, so. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is fine. I actually didn't hate Black Widow as much as some other people did, so I'm I'm okay with this. Bring on, bring on Thunderbolts. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of it. We'll see. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all I have to say about about Thunderbolts. Like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna see. Yeah, I'm like uh, I don't know. I guess in my mind, I'm like it seems very similar to Suicide Squad, and we've had two Suicide Squad movies, so I'm kind of wondering, like, how are they going to differentiate from that, where it's, like, very similarly, like, a group of anti-heroes or villains, like, how do you make that group, how do you make that different from Suicide Squad, like, I don't know, especially because the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn movies, felt more like a Marvel movie, because it had his sensibilities and stuff, so, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm really curious how, like, that movie is going to play out some like to differentiate itself from the suicide squad uh or maybe it doesn't maybe it's just literally like the suicide squad with marvel characters and i guess that would probably be okay for some people too but that would be very okay <laughs> for some people yeah um titans and doom patrol are both ending after the current seasons on hbo max uh, James Gunn got a lot of flack this week, people saying that he was the one that decided to end it. He said on Twitter that the decision to end the series preceded him and before he took over at DC. So, yeah, don't don't get mad at James Gunn for any, for those shows ending, but, uh, yeah, still sucks. I have not really been keeping up with either shows, but, like, I know Doom Patrol is a fan favorite to many, and Titans... I don't think Titan started strong, but I think it's been slowly kind of gaining gaining track over the last few years. But yeah, I think he also said too that like some of the actors could pop up in other roles, which I think makes sense because I think the actor that played Cyborg in Doom Patrol also was in the Batman. He just played like a random little street thug or something like that. So yeah, 
Who's to say? They could always pop up in other stuff. Whether they play the same characters or not, maybe not, but, yeah. Did you watch either shows? No, it's the, it's the thing. Like, I've, you know, there's only so many comic book shows that I can fit in, and I've been pretty deeply into the, the Arrowverse, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but online, I saw a lot of people, especially Doom Patrol, seem to be pretty upset. I was like, okay, I mean, you know, if it's a good show, you yeah. know, good. I mean, so, I mean, sorry that that's happening, but good that it was created. Which, yeah. Uh, I don't have much insight. Mm-hmm. Did you? I watched the first season of Titans and then two seasons of Doom Patrol, but I haven't, I haven't really been keeping up with either. Titans lost me just because it was like, I don't know, it felt way too far removed but i did notice that by like the end of the first season they started to kind of work towards titans as you know them in the comics and stuff so mm-hmm. um i think the, the the mistake they made with that show was trying to like start off with these are not titans as you know them and then we build up to it because i think they lost a lot of people who are just kind of wanting to like instantly tune in and be like oh these are the teen titans that i know um but Doom Patrol is really good. Uh, it was very well done. And even funny that now everyone's like, Brendan Fraser's making a comeback with the whale, but he was on Doom Patrol, and he did a really great job in that. And I was like, oh. So I thought it was funny. People were like, he's making a comeback. I'm like, have you not been watching Doom Patrol? That's been on for like three seasons now, and he's pretty good on that. So, But, yeah. Was he some sort of robot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, pour one out for those shows, I guess. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe you don't care. That's totally fair, too. Um, but, yeah. And it's kind of to be expected that shows like that and other stuff are going to end as they start to kind of create this new DC universe. Um, I know something that James Gunn has said, which I kind of like, is the idea that, like, the shows and the, and the movies are all going to tie into into each other, so I do like that. It's as much as like sometimes I think that with Marvel that can be a detriment. I do like the idea that you watch something and you know, okay, this all takes place in the same universe. So I think those shows, as good as they are, they probably were not going to tie into whatever universe they were going to create. So you know, I know he said the decision preceded him, but still, I I think it's you know. We'll get shows that tie into the into the universe more directly, and we'll see. Maybe we'll see those characters again sometime soon. Uh, HBO's The Last of Us has been renewed for a second season, so good. Uh, been watching that with my fiance, and uh, she was like, "This is based off a video game." And I go, "Yep." Very surprised. Um, but yeah, I I've been enjoying The Last of Us. It's been great. Uh, I think many people are assuming season two is going to start to adapt the second game, whether it adapts it in full or not. I mean, some people have said that season or the second game could take up two seasons even. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, season two coming soon. Um, I mean, I have oh. oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I just uh, unfortunately still haven't watched, but I would be, it would, 
surprise me if they would if they would waste all of season one on like all like if season one was supposed to compass all of the game i just have to feel like i mean again i haven't seen the progression of the first two episodes but before this came out i was thinking if i'm a writer uh and i want to keep my job i do a portion of the game yeah i don't do the whole first game expecting that because, again, as we said, if they did season one as game one and season two as game two, and then that was it, like then they'd have to go into original material pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they do all season one, first one, and then season two, they, they, they start splitting up the second game. Well, I think that's it. Um, because the second game is a much bigger game than the first game and I think they would have to split that up but I don't know I even as I've been watching the first two episodes not to like get into spoilers or anything but I just feel progression wise like I feel like we're gonna get the the first game and just the first season and then that's it I could be wrong but I do feel like where we're headed is gonna be very much like the first game is going to be the first season, and then the second season will pick up the second game. But, like, there's also stuff to do with, like, Ellie's backstory that was in DLC for the first game that I don't know where they're going to put that in. That could be in the first season, too. Um, mm, yeah, the, like, the, like, mall stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, where's, where's that going to go? Like, that's why I'm kind of curious, because... I do feel like they're they're gonna try to put that in the season because I think they cast Storm Reed as like someone from that DLC. So I I don't know. I think they're probably gonna do it anyways. But yeah, I I'm very confident they're gonna manage to fit the first game into into one season of the show. But we'll see. Um, yeah, people are already starting a fan cast. Uh, I think her name's Abby from the second game, so people are already getting ready to fancast that, so, yeah. Um, No Time to Die and Fleabag writer Phoebe Waller-Bridge is pending a new Tomb Raider TV series for Amazon, so. I heard that. We didn't get a new uh, sequel to the last Tomb Raider movie, but we're getting a, a new TV show, so. Um, which I think could be good. I think a TV show might be a better format for Tomb Raider if you have her, like, doing different kind of Tomb Raiding each episode. Like, that could be kind of fun. I think it kind of lends itself to that, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you can have her kind of going through different tombs, like, a tomb a week or something, and then maybe have a bigger overarching story over the course of a season. I could see them doing that. But... Would you watch a Tomb Raider show? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, it's not exactly something that I was excited for in my when I first read it, but when I saw that she was doing it, I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, I flee, flee, flee bag was so good, and that's like wildly different genres. It's almost not relevant, but like, I. You're you're getting at least a full season watch from me, Phoebe, kind of with whatever you write. I also, I don't, maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but I wonder if she would play Tomb Raider too. 
She doesn't strike me as someone that would that would want to work out to get into like to be ready to to do that type of role. Yeah, because like oh, they had a picture of her in the article that announced, and I was looking at, it, I'm like, I could kind of see her as Lara Croft, maybe like I don't know, maybe a more realistic Lara Croft. Obviously, the one in the games is a little more not realistic, but like I don't know, it's like I could kind of see it. They'll probably just cast somebody else, but I was part of me was like, maybe, maybe there's a small chance she also plays um, Larkoff because I think she's also well, she is for sure in the new Indiana Jones movie, so she's been kind of exercising her action chops lately. So I don't know, maybe it's not totally unfoundable. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, Adult Swim's been having a hell of a week. They announced that they're bringing back Aqua Teen Hung- Hunger Force. So, yeah. <laughs> Incredibly stupid show. I don't know. I always I have a bit of a soft spot for that show. It was always always fun to watch when I was younger. And did you ever watch it at all? Yeah, I actually own the first 5 seasons like on DVD. Um okay. I was a is a huge huge fan, um, and I and I and I bought the movie, um, and you know I got older and the the humor didn't hold up. Um, some of the episodes still are very funny to me, um, because it's so random. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will definitely give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, coming from the original creators, too, so they didn't change creators with this new one. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. They basically said it's going to be more of the same, which I think probably is, is fine. Um, yeah. I think, too, there's, there was, there's a new film, Aqua Teen Forever, Plantasm that comes into HBO Max February eighth, so I think they're 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 slowly bringing the the Aqua Teen Hunger Force back. So welcome back. I will watch. Maybe maybe my thirty five year old sensibilities have have re- realigned with the show. You would have to think they would like kind of understand that. Honestly, it's probably not 18-year-olds nowadays that are watching this. It's the people that were watching originally, and they would kind of update things a little bit. It's kind of reflect You would that. think. But we'll see. Got the movie coming February 8th, so that's not too long from now, and then we'll see. I think that'll be a good indication about how this new show is going to go, but I'm assuming that the movie's probably tested well enough that they were okay with... Uh, green landing this new show so but i'll probably be watching that day one that new movie just to kind of see how it is i'm very curious uh and then final bit of news rick and morty will be recast as adult swim cuts ties with co-creator justin roiland who also voices rick and morty so kind of a bit of a bind getting rid of him but people have already started casting other people in the role of Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 
to get into everything that Justin Roiland is uh, being accused of, it's it's quite damning. It's quite a lot. A lot of like breeding teenage girls and other stuff like that. It's just it's honestly really fucked up. But like, yeah, it, it, getting rid of him and uh, I, some people are like, oh, it's interesting that we keep the show going. But I, from what I know, there's a ten. There's like a season up to season ten order contract that they came up with. So I think no matter what, they have to honor that contract and keep the show going up until season ten. Whether they keep it going after season ten or not, not sure. But I think they have to at least make that much and then see where they are. But I don't know. Have you been keeping up with this news at all? Um, sort of on, on Twitter. I don't watch Rick and Morty. Um but I, I was confused. It seemed like he created the show. So I was like, how are they getting rid of him? I don't understand. Like, not on some, like, purist stuff, on some, like, legal stuff. Like, it's his. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if they're, like, so we can cancel the show and then you'll have no show. Or we can keep the show going without you and then you'll still you know, get get your checks or whatever it is. So, like, how do you want to play this? Um, of course, I don't know the contracts and everything, but I've... Anyway, um... I... I... Yeah, I, I don't know. As as far as... It obviously, obviously, something needed to be done. I haven't read fully into everything he's been doing, but I saw, like, screenshots and kind of some context. Um... Uh, I, it's it's one of those things where I'm a little bit out of the loop as far as the show goes. Fair. Um, yeah. So the mo- the show was co-created between Dan Harmon, who did Community, and then Justin Roiland. So by ju- dropping Justin Roiland, it's now squarely on Dan Harmon to um, do the show. So. He's going to be basically running that ship solo. Unless he brings on somebody else. But, yeah. Um, it was interesting because they, they did, like, a live-action bit for Rick and Morty that had... Um, it was, like, one of the kids from the It movies and then um, the guy that played Doc Brown in the Back to the Future movies and they played, like, live-action Rick and Morty, so... I don't know. I've I've been thinking like maybe they just bring those two in to do the roles, but we'll see. <sighs> oh, that's it for the news. Let's uh, take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and review Infinity Pool, and maybe I do. All right, back in a sec. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys. The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. And uh, yeah, just a couple of movies to review this week. Uh, the first off is Infinity Pool, which, uh, (laughs) 
Man, oh man, it was a it was a hell of a movie, and it's interesting because as I was leaving the movie theater, I overheard another film critic say this was a waste of taxpayer dollars because this movie was funded by the Canadian government. <laughs> upset, he's like, no, money should not have been put into this movie. Um, and I've also seen people who say that the movie is very interesting and original. I, I fall more into that latter camp. Um, so the premise of the movie is that uh, Alexander Skarsgård, his character goes to this resort and things happen and he is uh, essentially uh, incriminated in a crime and he is told, well, you know, basically here uh, these things are punishable by death. But don't worry, we don't have to kill you. We can, if you pay us enough money, we will clone you. And then the clone will be the one that gets killed, thus satisfying the, uh, the, the people who are affected. But then also you still stay alive and we get some money out of it. So it's a win-win for everybody. So Alexander Skarsgård's like, yeah, sure, clone me up. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it kind of gets very batshit crazy from there. I, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but like, I don't know, it's this idea of maybe cloning is not the greatest idea. And then, you know, on top of, do you really kind of know and trust your own identity in an, in a world where maybe you're the clone or maybe, yeah, maybe the original was killed or maybe the clone was killed and maybe at a certain point it gets very murky um, I mean, it, this movie was directed by, uh, Brendan Cronenberg, who is, uh, a relatively newcomer to the directing game, but, uh, his, uh, father, David Cronenberg, obviously a body horror maestro, uh, and Brendan really keeps his, uh, father's, uh, <laughs> love for body horror in line. Uh, there's points in this movie where things come out of nipples and penises and it's just disgusting and gross and revolting on many levels. Um, I was sitting next to like some older film critics, like people in their sixties and I could tell they, tell they were very uncomfortable. Uh, even I was getting uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I necessarily want to watch a movie where a worm comes out of a nipple. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I've seen the director's other work, including Possessor, and I think it kind of helped that I kind of knew what to expect out of this movie. And I think if you watch a Brendan Cronenberg or David Cronenberg movie, you should know what to expect with this. It's a lot of grotesqueness and very weird, cerebral kind of plot. Uh, and in that case, this, this does this and then some. I do think it's not going to be for everybody, and I think people saying that they aren't big fans of this well i'm like hey i could totally understand that but i think if you're willing to give it a chance there's some very interesting plot elements in this that kind of keep it very interesting so i don't know i'd give this an 8 out of 10 but also the stipulation that you could utterly hate this movie and that would be perfectly okay all right uh spark you watched a movie called maybe i do Yes, yes. Sorry, I feel like I have to sneeze. <laughs> yep, there it is. Bless you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yes. 
Uh, so maybe I do is a romantic comedy. Well, it isn't. It's more of a romantic dramedy, but um, it. Uh, I'm not spoiling anything. All of this is in the trailer, but it centers around two couples who are um, cheating on each other with a member of the other couple, and then it just so happens that uh, their children are dating and they uh so their children have hit a point in their relationship of no return where emma roberts is like marry me or don't um and so he has to make that decision and they end up deciding to have a large family gathering um to help with this decision and of course hijinks ensue when couples come face to face unexpectedly after spending the night before together um, all of that is in the preview. Um, what is not in the preview is that this this movie is like pretty morose for a uh, for the, what you saw in the preview. There's a lot of a lot a lot of the movie is spent on like uh, you know as you the questions are like as you age like how do you value yourself how do you value your your partner what what part does love play in, in your, your, your life? Kind of what do you do when you feel like life has passed you by? Um, it's, it's, it's far deeper than the uh, hee-hee-ha-ha trailer. Mm. Um, it also is based off a play, and you can tell because it feels like a play. It doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like a, a play turned into a movie. Um, and by that, I mean there's like a lot of monologues and just kind of the blocking of the way that people are moving. Um, there's a lot of like when people are talking, like moving quickly into a space to speak as you would on a stage. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not a, there's not a ton of humor in this. Um, I liked it. I should, I should say that. But uh, similarly, if you were like, hey, that was boring or like nothing happens or like I don't I don't need to hear rich old people wax poetic about the meaning of life. Fine. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're looking for kind of uh, a movie comparison, I would say if, if you've seen closer, it's kind of similar to that. Um, but if it happened in America and the people involved were way older. Um, like, if, if you just kind of... But Closer was much sadder than I think a lot of people were expecting it to be. Um, I also think Closer was a much better movie, but I'm just saying vibe-wise. Right. That's uh, that's a comparison that I would make. If 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 the people in Closer were, were in their 60s, what would that movie look like? Mm. And I think it's... maybe I Maybe I do. Okay. Cool. What would you give it a score of? Um, I'm gonna go seven five, seven seven five for me. Again, I really enjoyed it, uh, but if it's it's not a movie that I'm gonna argue with you over. If you're like that movie sucked, I, or okay, if you said it sucked, we would probably argue. But if you were like that was a bad movie, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and I did almost forget that there was one other thing to review this week, and uh, that is Gunther's Millions, which is a new uh, documentary 
series, docu-series coming to Netflix. And um, it's essentially about this dog that inherits millions of dollars and it involves sex cults and other weird stuff. Uh, it was very bizarre. Um, I did, I guess, kind of feel like some of the, uh, like some elements of the story kind of felt very unnecessary. And then it did kind of feel like this was like a four episode, um, docuseries. It felt like it went on a little too long. Uh, and I guess like, you know, if people get engaged with it and kind of keep on going, sure. But like, I think after like episode one, I was like kind of done with everything that was going on in Gunther's life or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. I think people will put this on because it's like, oh, this dog owns a million dollars. And then they might realize that after the first episode, there's not much else to start. I mean, there is, but there also isn't at the same time, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd give this, I don't know, like probably like a 7 out of 10. Maybe even a 6. No, I think a 7 is probably for good. It's, it's not overly interesting, but I don't know. I think some people might be more engaged with it than I was, but yeah, I just was very, very bored after the first episode. I kind of felt like they kind of were just treading water. So I don't know. You might enjoy it. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's on there February 1st. Cool. Okay. Uh, we're going to take one last quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about The Last of Us, episode two. Spoiler free, I should add. Okay, back in a sec. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost! I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three month trial for new users to check out its Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to HTTP? So you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, well, Spark bowed out he has not seen the last of us uh i have and uh yeah so far uh, season one has been keeping very interesting uh 
very in line with the games in a lot of ways, but also not at the same time, too. They've been taking some deviations, I think, at, like, very critical points in the story. Some probably smaller, too, but, like, there's one death in episode two that, like, happens in the game as well, but how it happens in the game and how it happens in the show is completely different. Uh, I'm not, like, 100% different, I guess, but, like, different enough that I was like, oh, okay, you took a left turn instead of a right turn on this one. So, different enough. Um, yeah, been really enjoying this. It's a whole lot of fun. And yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just very good. Um, I it's still am not the biggest fan of Ellie's casting, but maybe I'll warm up to her. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I give this episode, like, 9 out, nine out of 10. It's pretty good. Cool. Alright. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.